So hello, this is the Mindset Money Success podcast, and I'm your host, Lorraine Marshall. And today we have guest Jessica Louise, and uh, she is here to talk about her business. And I'm going to interrogate her a little bit with a few questions. Hope you don't mind, Jessica. Of course not. Thank you for having me. Okay, thanks. Should I kick off with a question? Oh, I would love that. Hit me. Okay. So, overcoming challenges. Reflecting on your journey so far, what challenges did you face, particularly as a stay-at-home mom with young children? And did you actually leverage mindset to get through to where you are now? 110% mindset led me through it all right there was a little bit of strategy and there was a little bit of support but even for me the support wasn't immediate that wasn't organic that wasn't naturally occurring in my environment okay and so when i started out it felt like i was really doing it alone right and there nobody understood what my unique experience was and what was the first part of your question? Challenges that you've had as a, a stay-at-home uh, mom, obviously young the children. The challenges. Mm-hmm. So the challenges, I would say, if I was being really transparent and honest with you guys, would be the time management and mm-hmm. the identity shift that had to happen within me to become the person who made the time to show up in my business consistently and at the level that my high ticket mentors and coaches were telling me had to be produced. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it didn't all happen overnight. Right. I didn't have all of the pieces right away. And so that's where the mindset can really come in. And so I would say in the beginning and even now it's a shift. So even in the beginning, it was finding the time. And then it was like, now I'm in this area of shifting the mindset of coming back to present, coming back to self, because the work I do is so fun. Mm -hmm. The work I do is so empowering. And and the women that I get to work with are so incredible. You never want to stop. It's like addicting, right? Like I don't use drugs or alcohol or anything, but I can just like connect and speak and write and get, you know, inside of rooms and have these conversations all day. But I am still a single mom, right? Yeah. And so that's a really like that's all about balance and finding what works for me, not what society has told me it needs to look like mm-hmm. or the way that it has to be done. You know, I don't rely on like daycare or anything like that. So I would say definitely learning to manage my time Mm -hmm. um, and what steps are going to be the most effective for moving the needle quickly and so that I can see success and I'm not burning my wings, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you think part of that is like intuition as well to connecting with all of these women that you're working with? It's like an attraction that you people who are attracted to you and what you see. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like becoming magnetic 
to that thing that you're aligning with. And so I've been doing this since I was a young child. I didn't know that's what I was doing until I was 33 in the 2020 pandemic. Mm -hmm. It cracked my consciousness open with something where I started to understand some workings of the universe and like how the things I knew intuitively were keeping me safe and leading me Mm -hmm. to what I was doing, you know? And I always just thought Jessica's chaotic, Jessica's eccentric, Jessica's crazy, you know, and these, I'm the bubbly friend. And so people just always kind of, well, that's just Jessica, you know? And so I never even really took an honest look. You know, I wasn't taking myself seriously. Who am I? Mm -hmm. And so absolutely, you know, intuition has played a role. And I don't know, you know, it's part of my life's work is that trauma that, you know, caused me to be a very um, aware child, you know, because Mm -hmm. I didn't have a choice. I had to. I was literally like a Tarzan out there running the streets at three years old. You know, back then people let their children do that. But I was sexually abused at a young age. And so all of these things, I believe from what we know with epigenetics and DNA and what I teach that these unlock and lock codes in our DNA. You know, and so I had to become hyper vigilant. I had to become responsible very young, had to always be creative and innovative. And so was I born with it or was it, you know, because of what I have been through? We'll never know. But I definitely feel the intuition for me has been a strong uh, leading role. Yeah, yeah. I think it's very important as well as the mindset and then getting the strategy right, which obviously you've you've been able to master quite a lot of that. It took some time. Yeah. How long do you think you could, from starting out, how long do you think that process has been? Really 36 years, my entire life, I've been starting to really look at the magnitude of this whole story right as it's still playing out and there's something in business that's really cool and and storytelling is the healer the hero's journey and i don't know if you've ever Uh read that i think richard green is that the original author of that um i've seen a few versions of it online from different people yeah and so you know i'm still on that but i would say three years Mm -hmm. honestly from getting really serious and getting the download intuitively this is what happened for me i had this profound spiritual awakening which i don't talk a lot about anymore you know Mm -hmm. but i started to get these downloads of brilliant ideas and information and i started to take action on them and so it happened in a series it was like study meditation quiet your own mind go within subconscious stuff and then start to teach. And it was all very scary, you know? Yes. But just trusting and leaning in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is what you've just talked about, but I'm, drawn, I'm going to ask the question. So do you have any daily or weekly habits or success rituals that you can point to that have 
helped you to in your achievement so far? Absolutely. So daily and weekly, you said, right? Mm-hmm. So daily would definitely be like getting my content out there, engaging with my following, always checking. This is kind of like a monthly thing, but always checking that the systems are in place, the profiles optimized because sometimes we've changed something, but maybe it got missed to update it yeah. on a certain area, you know, and have the certain links and my self-care and my rituals, as far as that goes, that's kind of like a no-brainer, you know? And so making sure that I'm taking time away from screens, that I'm eating as clean as I can, that I'm sleeping well, like these are really silly things that deeply affect me, Mm -hmm. you know? And with four little ones running around, you know, sometimes their energies, I'm trying to balance all these five energies on top of my own. And so it can be a really big challenge. So just Hitting the basics for me is really, really important for daily because the engagement, here's the thing, even when I might be having a day that I've got a headache from like braces stuff or haven't slept well, or I've got an immune system flare up, right? Mm -hmm. I have now batched content all over these platforms where I can repurpose things. I can recycle things. And so I'm really passionate about like content and I take that really serious, even if it's not super high quality content, the consistency is what's most important. And it doesn't have to be seven days a week, right? It can be three days a week. It can be five. As far as weekly, I would say making sure that the space around me, my home environment, doing those chores once a week is probably my like biggest ritual. You know, because that allows me to have a space where I can feel really creative. I can really flow. That's good. Yeah. So um, can you share um, a pivotal pivotal? (laughs) Pivotal Mm. moment where that you had a huge mind, mind shift or the massive sort of leap in confidence that has been crucial to where you are now? Oh, I love that. There's definitely been a few. Mm -hmm. I would say one of the first big ones was collaborating and not doing everything myself in my business anymore, right? Not being the only one that people ever see um, on my wall, my face and my voice, you know, bringing in other experts and doing projects like summits and books because it alleviates some of that pressure for you to be the only one, right? It carries the content a little bit further. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that that is probably, that was huge for us when we saw a really shift in sales particularly. Um, And then boundaries with my clients. So saying no to clients, even though they're paying me very, very well, right? Um, Not being available sometimes, you know, not being available on the weekends, not doing coaching calls on the weekends. I get that people have nine to five jobs and things like this, but we have to serve from the greatest place of nourishment. Yes. 
in order to have the best reach, the best experience, right? And I don't want to give a half-assed experience, excuse my language. Like, I want to feel really good and excited and creative. And so, you know, if there's something that's coming up or someone's really taking from that or stepping into that, that's up to me Mm -hmm. to decide. You know, it's not about that person. It's, you know, where am I kind of people-pleasing? Where can I kind of, you know, take call back my power? Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything that you want to share about your plans for the future or are you keeping it secret? I am huge into sound resonance, frequency. And so I'm not a like keep your secrets secret until you do it or work in the shadows, whatever that stuff is. No, I'm a master manifester, right? And so I speak light into the things that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So we already pretty much have our entire 2024 mapped out in my business, which is mind blowing to me. I'm not a very organized person. I'm not a very strategic person, right? I've got things that I do that I know that work, but it there was resistance learning things, you know, and deciding things and letting things fall away. So we're, I'm going to be authoring in a second book, Shadow Alchemy mm-hmm. collaboration book through House of Indigo Publishing. And I'm also taking some of my clients and my audience along on that journey if they want to become an author so they can work really, really closely with me. And I've got a one-year option or a two-year option because that's really how long this transformational journey takes, right? It's not in a month or a couple days or a couple weeks. Like this is a huge thing that we're really building and it takes time for the nervous system. It takes time for the physical matter to manifest. So yeah. Shadow Alchemy is coming at March 2024. Right. And this is going to be all about what we're kind of talking about, you know, with mindset and shifting that and our belief system. And what are those things that we're really not taking a look at, but are replaying in our mind over and over that might not be true. And then I'm hosting not just one, another summit, but two summits in 2024, um, which are going to be geared towards really supporting women in personal and financial sovereignty, you know, because this is something that I'm really, really passionate about. I feel that when we have more money in the hands of women, healers, coaches, mentors, this is when we can see a really big impact in our compute in our communities, because Mm -hmm. these types of women really know how to allocate funds to our communities and get those resources into the hands of the people that need it the most. You know, it's not about gatekeeping. It's not about one person winning or my clients putting me on a pedestal. There's room for us all to win, you mm-hmm. know? And so that's what I'm really about is like, how can I support you into getting to that level? Because mentorship is really just almost like a luxury, right? Mentorship helps you go a lot faster, but anything can be learned. Mm-hmm. Anything can be taught. And so when we really soothe our nervous system, you know, there's YouTube, there's podcasts, there's books. We have so much information available to us. That's right. And, you know, just allow yourself to get out of your comfort zone, I think, and try something new, try something different and just 
borrow people's belief in you, even if you don't believe that it can be for you. I promise you. Yeah. It can. So obviously there's a lot of women who can get stuck and trapped in relationships with men. And after the relationship ends, they find they find that they completely don't know who they are anymore and they're totally lost. Was there any advice that you would give to that type of woman who is now in that position that she she hasn't a clue, she, she can't make a decision, she doesn't know what she wants to do? What what sort of advice could you give a woman? I would to get really serious with yourself. And I do this with all my clients, like what really, really lights you up? No matter how silly it is, no matter how, like, it could be creating a stupid little keychain thing. Like maybe you love to create animal keychains, right? If that is what just like, oh, I just can't stop doing this. I love doing this. I would lean into that. I would start leaning into things that we actually truly love. So for me, I love art. I love design. I've always been a sculptor. So I didn't really love the mess of keeping art supplies, having paint, having wood, brushes with little kids. Mm -hmm. But I found that I love creating digital art, right? I love creating graphics for brands. I love reels. I love all the things. And so it fills that need for me. And then I found a way that I can also align that with my love of serving, my love of helping others and make a profit off of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, same with meditation, every little thing I tapped in and I was like, what do I really, really love? And when you're just getting started out, you should really just stick to like one thing right? What is fun and creative, like painting as something with the beach, you know, and find that and just start tapping into that childlike wonder, you know, and just we live in a thought created reality. Hmm. And so even if it's only on a subconscious level that you believe that you're not worthy, that you're not creative, that you don't really have anything to offer that you've lost lost your spark or you're spent whatever there's always something there that you know like it's not really true like we can happen and we can find something that everybody is good at something right it doesn't have to be what i'm good at yeah that's gonna bring you success or bring you fulfillment in life it's truly like what is your call your calling saying like if it's traveling like how could I become like a travel agent or not a travel agent, like a flight attendant, like doing something, getting a job at the airline where you can get free tickets and begin to really work that, you know, work that life. And so that's what it really comes from. And I believe truly that each person has that. And even if you've lost it, that's my root thing. If I find myself in a depression or a funk, Mm -hmm. it's like, I want to do coloring books. I want to go back to painting. I want to like write something. I want to sing and play music, you know? Um, And so that's kind of my medicine along with plants or oils or meditation or, you know, whatever the things are that you use, medications, like it really doesn't matter. 
um, those are kind of my core things that kind of bring me back to who the essence of Jessica is. That sounds great. Obviously, the the scope of what you can actually put your mind into, um, you know, it could be photography or, you know, it might just be absolutely like gardening or you might be into sort of yoga or, you know, like you said. And school. anything with that could be content. Poetry. You know, you could literally just be showing your hands in the dirt when you're doing the thing you love. Build a beautiful following and then release a um, garden map or something where they can chart out where they want their garden, put cute yes. stickers with it. Or they're, like, this is where my brain goes. This is why I'm so like really, really good because my brain will just start to generate all these um, pathways that we can take it creatively to manifest it in the matter, yeah. you know? So this is kind of my secret sauce and how I use my magic and my wisdom and my intuition to pull things out of the quantum. But then we use strategy to bring it all, you mm. know, into the physical. So when you sit, when you're looking at the strategy and I know you're saying that you're a master manifester, do you actually use um, data in the business? Do you look at your metrics and things like that? Do you have set goals or do you just sort of think, right, okay, this is where I'm heading and you've got like an idea of a goal and then just go for that? Or are you strategically planning step by step? Yeah, that's very interesting. So there's a couple different ways that you can use metrics. And one of the ways that I actually use it is just to see how we're gradually improving over time. So I don't look at the vanity of like, oh, we've hit 50K this month. Next month, we need to hit 100K views, right? That's too much for my nervous system. Right. So for me, I just look at, you know, how did we print, how did we perform are we performing consistently what's something that's maybe not working and you'll start to get into a groove so metrics don't mean a ton in the beginning most people are struggling with like just showing up consistently what do i talk about these kinds of things mm -hmm. so i try not to overwhelm my clients with like metrics in the beginning they can be very fun and they can be very helpful but strategically, we just decide what we want to plan. And we always have a goal in mind, working towards consistent 10K months. Right. And so this is like our, has maintained our goal. And we've hit 5K and then things in the algorithms change. And so it's always like this little game almost. But if you have strong systems, you know exactly who your client is, how you serve them. That's going to carry through no matter what changes, right? And so you might have to pivot a little couple of things, but for the most part, yeah, um, we're only in year three. So there's so much of business that people don't realize that gets built over time, right? And yes. so in year three, we've just gotten our foundations down. We're just starting to reevaluate. Re and now we're looking at metrics. Now we're looking at things like SEO, um, website, these kinds of things. But in the beginning, I didn't focus on that stuff. You know, it was just about 
What's the message? And how do I really get that out to my ideal client? Who's my ideal client? Yeah. You know? That's the hardest part to you. I mean, a lot of people I've spoke to is like, they don't know who the clients are. Exactly. Forget the exactly. idea of your business. I was then... speaking to everyone, right? <laughs> I was speaking to everyone. I was taking calls with men. Mm-hmm. And then they would say, oh, well, I'm not really appreciating this other guy the way that he's commenting on every post. I said, I'm not taking another penny from you, you mm-hmm. know, because this was controlling or asking if I'm single after a couple sessions, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. done with that. Wasn't for everyone, you know? Yeah. I'm not for everyone. I don't serve everyone. But this came from the mindset and the scarcity of, well, I don't want to close myself off to buyers. I'm cute. I'm young. Men might want to work with me. I can help men. I save men, right? Didn't have any success saving the men, the last three men, but you know, now I've healed some things and that universe is going to test us, you know, work. And that was a huge pivot that now I know I'm speaking to women. I'm speaking to women who want success. Yeah. I'm not speaking to the women that are still sitting with the trauma and stuff. They're beautiful, phenomenal coaches. In fact, I can refer people to them to work on that stuff, but I don't have to stay there anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I think as far as strategizing and systems, you know, there's every business is different and the keys, the elements when we bring those things in are different. So I say, don't sweat the metrics. Don't, worry about that stuff. You know, how many people are sending you messages? How many people are saying yes? Because really, I had to be told no hundreds of times, mm-hmm. right? I still get no told no all the time, but now I get way more yeses. Yeah. And now I'm the one that's saying no to things. That's a I've better place to be. Two summits. <laughs> yes, I've turned two, down two summits because I can't be everything for everyone all the time, right? No. no. That's good. But what I was going to ask you next from what we just talked about there is about the different social media platforms, because Mm -hmm. I understand that you actually look at how you can monetize the different platforms. So Mm -hmm. uh, how many platforms do you get? Have you got monetized on? And do you teach that sort of thing to other women as well? Yes. So I help people with monetization and it's sort of this monetization is kind of a new thing, right? So in the past, you had to be like this mega influencer or a brand or a coach, right? Mm -hmm. Well, in 2022, February, Facebook flipped the game on the market. TikTok has flipped the game on the market. We've got YouTube shorts, all of these platforms leveraging short form video content. Yeah. So human consciousness and like our attention span, our attention span in particularly is like to a nine second span right now, right? Like we're really struggling. And so apps know this, they've spent billions of dollars to study human behavior. So people spend a lot of time that way. You can learn very quickly this way. And so this is where we're seeing a shift in social media. And so I am monetized on 
I want to say three platforms. So what you consider monetized is kind of different. So you can be monetized where you're getting clients from that app or you can get monetized where the app is paying you money Mm. for your actual content. Right. And so this has been very interesting for us as well, because it's like this form of income that we don't have to do a ton for. We don't have to serve clients for it also generates leads to our business Yes. And works sort of like an ad, right? Yes. Um, it, it's a powerful, powerful machine. And we went from earning thousands of dollars on our content to like virtually nothing. Mm-hmm. So this is another pivot where we went through. And by the grace of God, I wasn't only dependent on being a content creator, right? Because I had this whole machine it was just like play cash and then it was gone, right? And we knew it was going to end, but we were kind of hoping that the app would like change something about it. And so you still can be monetized. This was with Facebook. Um, and But it's more so around like 10K followers. So I'm still monetized, but Facebook doesn't push the content as easily. So this is like a whole other other conversation probably yeah. I but think, I think so all, I help all the influencers I think who have got hundred, like thousands of followers experienced exactly the same thing because I have a millionaire mentor I follow and he kept on saying that his reach had dropped drastically uh, the apps change things change we've got copyright stuff coming out and so this is definitely what I coach and I help people with because it is the most powerful video is the most powerful tool that we have available to us. It outperforms SEO ads, all of these things, but apps are getting more advanced and they're developing more software for determining if something is original content, right? Just determining if something has a copyright tag on it, et cetera, et cetera. And so there's ways around it. Um, I just had a client that got YouTube monetized and this was my first time with anyone monetizing on youtube so it's like we're learning all of this as we go right um i'm not particularly a youtube specialist but it's like i have enough wisdom in like the video and the formatting and how to operate the business aspect that we can learn and tweak and you know if we need to tweak seo or use different hashtags, you know, it's just something that we do with each individualized client, Mm -hmm. depending on where they're taking their brand, where they're going. Um, And if there's ever a need, I also will refer people out. So, you know, if it gets to be where I'm like, I don't know, you know. And there's always other people who specialize in that certain thing. Everything can There's be always, everything um, can be taught. Freelancers and virtual assistants. That yeah. people who and once you start to build, you don't grow know. your network. You just have these people, yeah. you know. But that's but it. You just, it you're like, oh, I know so and so does this. Once you've got a, st- a steady stream from one in- one stream of income, and you add in another stream of income and another stream of income, then you can look at well okay, I've got all of these things going on. Uh, maybe I can then hire to a VA, freelancer, Upwork, whatever. And then they can take over one part of what you're actually doing. And you're still monetized. 
and you just pay that person and you're not having to employ them or have a contract or anything because if your income's here and then it starts to go then you can say oh this you know don't need you to do that anymore and you can get a different VA to do something else so I find it's very fascinating when you actually work for yourself you can do with contractors virtual assistants and um well something really wild that people don't even realize is that like we paid someone to hit our Facebook reels for us to get them viral to get $1,200 a month checks. Mm -hmm. You can buy followers, you can buy link, you know, clicks, you can buy um, comments. And so we were paying someone at one point, one to $500 a month to generate 1200 to five grand a month. Yeah. So you start to play with money differently, That's right? It. Because that was a no brainer for me. You know, first time we gave him a hundred dollars and he made us 1200. I was like, wow. <laughs> and so, so I've got videos that have, I've got videos that have had 300 K plays organically. And then I've got videos that have 20 K plays that I had to pay for, yeah. but I got paid for that content. That's so there's cool. this whole other world out there. Mm -hmm. of social media and what you don't know what you don't know so obviously you need somebody who's been there and done that before so that you can then it learn. helps you go faster yeah right. i busted my chops and learned a lot of it on my own but any chance that i had a chunk of money i was pouring it in and intuitively for the most part i definitely had some bad deals you yes. know i've lost some money in the game don't get me wrong. I think, I think we the all most are. part, intuitively, I was guided to each perfect next step, mm -hmm. right? And then I use those that st that framework for manifestation. I use that self care and the rituals to support myself through that further, and lean on it. And and a ton of breaks. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have to push. Yes, you have to hustle. But you can also take breaks and stop for as long as you need to. You know. I think it is important once you you start on that road and looking at your business, it's important not to actually burn out. And you do yeah. take them breaks and look after yourself, obviously. You have to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to do that. And when you deny yourself that, you start to get into inflammation, disease, you know, the the mind games start to kick in. I'm not good enough. It's not that we're not good enough. It's that it takes a lot yeah, to get can. it off the ground. It can actually take 18 months to two years to monetize an audience. Yeah. You know, I did it in seven months where the app was paying me, but I was pumping out like 10 videos a day. 10 right? videos just, a day. That's a lot of videos. It's a lot of videos, but it wasn't every day. And they were like 15 seconds to a minute. Yeah, these you short know? videos are really good, I found, because you, you don't need to think very much about what the content is at first. You can just say, right, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And so you can just put, you can put them out and then you can do some strategizing when you've got the time and then... And as things evolve, yeah. And it changes you know? and it changes up, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep, it does. And that's okay. And some people want to give up and quit because they're so hard on themselves. They don't like the way they look, you know, and you've been following me for 
quite some time. A couple of years. And I had these horrible crooked teeth, right? And I hated my teeth. I was very self-conscious since I was a child about that. But I showed up because I knew that it was what I had to do to move the needle forward, Mm. right? To get my message and my story and my mission and impact out there. Mm -hmm. And just leaning into that fear of it, of what are people, are people going to laugh? Are they going to leave really mean comments? You know? Yep. And they did. They did. Once you lift your head above the parapet, there's always somebody wants to shoot you down. Yeah. But we've, yeah, uh, we've I lost a lot of friends. That's you know? exactly what's happened to me, but I, I'm not bothered. <laughs> We're just nearly out of time here now, Jessica, but it's been really fascinating and interesting having you on the show. So thank you. Thank you for having me.